Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's episode is full of loud noises, sweat, fun, and... Nathan Fillion references because it is all about San Diego Comic-Con. You'll hear mini interviews with all sorts of awesome people, including musician and writer Nicole Deeker, the hosts of fellow Feral Audio podcast Corey and Courtney of We Should Have a Podcast, and my very own wife Sarah Scrimshaw, and many more. As always, you also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about San Diego Comic-Con. Have they been there? Do they know what it is? Do they think SDCC is a communicable disease? Do they think it's a place where people dressed up as steampunk versions of their favorite Pokemon go to have orgies? We will find out. But first... I wanted to share some of my personal memories of San Diego Comic-Con. Like many people, when I first attended the convention, I assumed it was a celebration of all things geeky. Like, it's gotta have a spaceship, a lightsaber, a cape. Basically, if Stan Lee doesn't have a cameo in it, you can get the fuck out. But I, like so many times, was wrong. It is a celebration of stereotypically nerdy genre entertainment for sure, but it is open to almost anything that people are willing to geek out about or companies are willing to pay for. When you go to Comic-Con, the streets of San Diego are covered in signs that say SDCC is celebrating the popular arts. And yes, they are. The very first year that I attended, I was kind of shocked to see a big presence by the television show NCIS Los Angeles. I thought that was weird. I was not aware of that happening in space or having any sort of time travel element. And then I just went about my convention, and I was on the upper level of the main convention floor, and I needed to urinate, as I so often do. I am often wrong in life, and I often need to urinate. And I went to use a bathroom, and I hadn't realized at the time that it is a bathroom kind of near where the celebrities might be entering their panels from the back entrance. And as I approached the bathroom, a very large security person stopped me and said, no, you can't go in here. And I thought, oh, okay, that's weird. And I took a step back and thought about what bathroom I was going to find next. And then the security guard just stepped aside and a large entourage of human beings burst forth from the bathroom. And in their center was the star of NCIS Los Angeles, LL Cool J. And as he emerged from the bathroom, he said to his entourage, Damn, that was intense. And I have no idea what happened in that bathroom that was so intense. But I agree with Mr. Cool J that that is an accurate description of any experience you have at San Diego Comic-Con. It is an intense place. And over the years of going to the convention, I've embraced it for what it is. It is just a giant, weird party where everyone can have a totally different, totally intense experience, sometimes in a bathroom. As you'll hear on the podcast, the intense experience I personally long for at San Diego Comic-Con is seeing a person dressed as Batman eating a taco. Now, I tweeted that just as a joke many years ago that, hey, I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con. It'd be really cool if I saw Batman eating a taco. And I got a ton of responses saying, you will see that in seconds. Try not to see that. It has been years. I have never seen this. 
I have followed people dressed as Batman, hoping they will go to a taco stand only to see them saunter into subways like idiots. Many people have been kind enough to take posed photos of Batman eating a taco and send them to me, but I still long for the experience of seeing a Batman in the wild cowl up, viciously devouring a big old hard-shell taco. And when I do see that, I will whisper to myself, Damn, that was intense. But enough about me. Let's talk about me. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes of Obsessed. Full info is on patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It doesn't even matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending you buy NCIS Los Angeles Season 1 on DVD so you can celebrate the popular arts right in the comfort of your own home. Shows! I do shows! I've got a couple of stand-up shows coming up here in Los Angeles and the next edition of my comedy game show about pop culture with Hal Lublin called Head Cannon is happening Friday, August 5th at NerdMelt with special guests Travis McElroy, Clark Wolf, and Mark Ellis. Plus, I will be a guest at DragonCon convention over Labor Day weekend, and I'll be back in Minnesota in September for a new convention called the North Star Sci Film Fest. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But for now, sit back, relax, cosplay Arthur Dent by throwing on a bathrobe, and enjoy multiple awesome people's obsession with San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> Hello, uh, can you tell me what your name is? Julia. Julia. And uh, how many years have you been coming to San Diego Comic-Con? This is my second time. The last time was like four or five years ago. Okay. And what do you think is the best part of it for you? <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's, it's, there's so much fun stuff to look okay. at. That's Nathan the... Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> there's so much fun stuff to look at. And, and Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion is the best thing to look at? Yeah, today, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> for sure. So what is the worst part of the experience for you? I just spent three and a half hours in a line for a panel I didn't get into. What was the panel? Was it look at Nathan Fillion? <laughs> I got into that one. No, we got uh, we tried to get into Rick and Morty. Okay. And that was impossible, so then I stuck around for another hour for Samurai Jack. Okay. And gave up. Okay. So, yeah, so it's sometimes overwhelming, and then sometimes you don't even get to do the thing that yeah. overwhelmed you to begin with. The things that you get to do are fun, and the things you miss out are a bummer. Yeah. Have you ever, this is a weird question, it's kind of personal for me. Okay. Have you ever seen someone dressed as Batman eating a taco? I've seen your posts about how you want to see yeah. Batman. No, I have, have not seen? Okay. seen Batman eating a taco, or anyone eating a taco, honestly. <laughs> it's strange. There should be more taco eating, right? <laughs> you would think. It's very portable. <laughs> Is there anyone in costume that you would like to see eating something in particular? I just want to see lots of Venture Brothers. You want to see Venture Brothers and you don't care? What they're they're eating? eating? No, I guess not. Okay. Yeah, no, that hadn't crossed my mind. (laughs) This is my my final question for you. Okay. Would you go to a panel that was just called It's a Trap? Probably, yes. Just to find out what it is? Just to find out what it is. (laughs) Why not? I just imagine it's Akbar just going... You know? You would assume it's just... A whole hour of him dancing on stage, and I'm down with that. Just dancing act bar. <laughs> I'm down great. with that. So what is your name? Bill Lublin. Bill Lublin. We know each other, to be fair. Yes, we do. You are we the do. father of Hal Lublin? 
that is uh, what we have told him all his life. <laughs> you look very much like each other, so it would be an impressive lie if you were not his father. Thank you, thank that you. you. Plastic surgery plastic does wonders. Surgery. Yeah, it really, heard it a lie really about does. how being your son. Yes, yes. But so it was it was worth it to have him as my son. Yeah, he's great. Like, yeah, if I needed to get plastic surgery to stay Hal's friend, I'd do I, it. Yeah, totally. Why yeah, not? Because Hal needs all of his friends to look exactly like him, right? No question. Elect, <laughs> and elective surgery is such a wonderful thing. <laughs> we are, after all, in California. Exactly. The home of elective surgery. Absolutely. How many years have you been coming to Comic-Con? This is my fourth Comic-Con. Okay. And what's the best part of it to you? Other people. Hey, seeing you, seeing okay. the lovely Sarah Scrimshaw. Yeah, my I got to spend wife. the evening with last night. That was very, that was very nice. You spent at the evening with, oh, okay, hanging yes. out backstage. Hanging out backstage at Woodstock. Okay. Not in an inappropriate <laughs> or, or otherwise reportable <laughs> manner, but no, it was very lovely. Well, good, good. Watching her work her magic Yeah, she's a yeah, stage manager, so she's yeah. just taking care of business, dressed in black, like Absolutely. a ninja. Absolutely, and everything went off. Flawlessly. Yeah. It was a wonderful show. She's pretty amazing at her job. I I know that now. I would not have known that day before yesterday. So if I had asked you, is my wife amazing at her job, you'd have been like, I don't know. No, I no, I, I, no, actually, I probably would have said yes, because it's your wife. And yeah. what, what can I say? But now I can say with conviction and experience, she's amazing at it. Oh, she you. came and got Rebecca Watson and took her upstairs after the break, made her go right on time. And Rebecca rocked the room. It oh, that's was wonderful. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It was. What is your least favorite thing about Comic-Con? Now, I know you to be a pretty positive person, so I'm interested in the negatives. Uh, the fact that people that come to Comic-Con seem not to have taken remedial walking. <laughs> I, I agree with that. You know, there's Very a lot much. of people drifting to the left, drifting to the right. They have backpacks. They're unaware of the space they're taking up. Yeah. And a lot of people with long poles. There are a lot of long poles. Yeah, so you gotta you got to watch for them. There's a lot so. of sudden stopping Yeah. just yeah. to contemplate one's existence, it seems like. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, and I did this morning have the quick U-turn, which was sort of the, the abrupt and unexpected U-turn, as if the guy in front of me had just remembered that he left the gas, electricity, and water on in the place <laughs> he was staying just seconds ago. And he had to turn around immediately. Right, right. Yeah. Sadly, he was smaller than I was, and he sort of bounced off my chest. <laughs> but it was still, it was an experience. Yeah. My favorite this year has been that they have the huge uh, The Walking Dead display. Yeah, And they've sure. got a little corral of zombies. And I was trapped I in front that of was it. was a display. Yeah. I thought that was actually, well, I, the, thought, I thought the zombie apocalypse had arrived. That's what it felt like to me, because I was more trapped than the zombies. Yeah, I zombies understand. had more space to roam. Than totally. I did as a human being. I, I totally understand. And right across the way is designated Survivor, <laughs> which made me think that like there was a zombie apocalypse, and they thought one person should be left, and that person was going to live in the White House. But it turns out it's a TV show, and that's not the yeah, that's it, not what it is. It does say Kiefer Sutherland is the designated Survivor, right? As though they plan to kill everyone on Earth, but Kiefer Sutherland. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. But it was actually it was actually uh, I, I so I had two. Th- Comic-Con experiences yesterday that were a little weird. Okay. One was I stood in line because I wanted to know what designated Survivor was. Oh, okay. And that was like a half hour of my life I can't get back. The other was that I'm walking past the place and there's a very small line and I said, Warner Brothers, and okay. I, I said to the lady who was standing there, what's the line for us? She said, free stuff. And I wandered in with no desire to really have anything, <laughs> but it was free stuff, and it was a small line at Comic-Con, so I figured I had to do it. Yeah, and did you get anything out of it? Uh, I got four copies of the same magazine with four different covers. 
and Entertainment Weekly, one of which had Supergirl on it, so a beautiful blonde in tights. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And I got a set of uh, decals from Blindspot. Okay. So it wasn't, it, it was sort of like, fine. Yeah, but you it got was, some stuff to burn at some point. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I did have some woman put uh, buttons in my hand yesterday that went right into the trash when I was 10 feet farther, but... <laughs> they were just with you for a short time on yeah, your journey yeah, yeah. to the garbage. I, I didn't understand why I had them. I didn't understand the point of the buttons, but I knew that I could get rid of them just by going like that, and I did <laughs> If you could get any free thing, if somebody walked up to you with your dream free thing and said, hey, you're at Comic-Con, so you get X, what would your dream thing be? Uh, Nathan Fillion's career. <laughs> This is the Nathan Fillion podcast. Right, I think that would be. Oh, I heard I heard Nathan's name get mentioned, and I really like Nathan. He's a he's good pretty guy. awesome. He's so, a good guy. Yeah, but I would I would love to have his career to be handsome, admired, make a couple of bucks, and yeah. just nerd out all day and enjoy myself. Now, in this scenario, would you take it from him so he would be nothing now? Oh no 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 no! I you like get... Nathan. I've met okay. Nathan. He's a wonderful person. I would want to be the other guy. The like other when they, right Nathan when, they, when they don't call Nathan. They would call the other guy. That would be me. So I would get instead of Firefly, perhaps um, I don't know a TV show called Cockroach or <laughs> you know uh, Centipede, something like that. You know, like a knockoff for Canadian yeah. TV. Well, you know? I would watch Bill Lublin in Canadian Centipede for right. sure. I think, it would, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> and as stage manager, I would have Sarah come because she runs a tight ship. Uh, so your name is Nicole Deeger, correct? That is absolutely correct. So we are not at Comic-Con right now. We are just near Comic-Con. I think we're about a mile and a half away from Comic-Con. <laughs> you are a very precise person. <laughs> One of the things I like about you. <laughs> so you come near Comic-Con, but you don't always actually go into the hall itself, right? This is correct. So why do you make that choice? Well, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've been going to conventions for years and years and years and years. And... I found very, you know, it took me about four years of going to conventions to realize that the best stuff doesn't actually happen at the convention. It <laughs> happens in the bars, it happens in hotel rooms, it happens when you're hanging out with your friends, and you know what? I do not need to pay 60 bajillion dollars. I don't even know how much it costs anymore. I used to pay, you know, $50 to go to the convention and then not, yeah. not go to the convention. That is why I did not buy a pass for Comic-Con this year. So you get a full experience doing just all the little satellite things. Exactly. Do you ever just go kind of near the convention to look at costumes? Um, we did last year, and you know, it was really hot and really miserable, and we lasted for about two blocks, and then we went and got drinks. Excellent. So drinks are a huge part of any convention experience, right? If drinking is your thing, then drinking can be a huge part of your convention experience. <laughs> is it for you, personally? Um, yes. I am, you know, I can do about three drinks per day, so it's not like a huge, in comparison to some people, but you know, a, a breath beverage for breakfast, a beverage for lunch, and a sensible dinner. It's how we should do this. <laughs> so you have a nice, balanced drinking <laughs> diet. That Absolutely. is wonderful. Do you like seeing cosplay, or is that not a thing that is exciting to you? I mean, cosplay, you know, if, if there's some really extraordinary cosplay, it is fun to look at that and say, that is really lovely. And beyond that, eh, I've seen a lot of it. <laughs> yes. So you make things yourself. I make words. Um, but you, you're crafty, right? No, that, no. <laughs> Not at all. I know that, that Molly Lewis wrote a song about me being crafty. And that is not completely true. But um, then you went and made the props for the well, song, right? Well, I stuck a pair of eyeballs on a can of beans. Crafty. <laughs> Super crafty. 
pies on a can of beans? I can't. Fair enough. I could not do that. All right, I'm, you know, maybe maybe 10% crafty, but... But you are a person who, once you set your mind to doing something, you will teach yourself a whole new set of skills and, and do such a thing. That is true. I'm kind of being lawyer-like. I'm leading to the question You're I want to ask. Me. Okay, so yeah. ask me, what do you so want So I'm ask? curious, is there any cosplay that you would ever do if you made it yourself oh. or if you hired somebody else to make it for you? Oh, I've done cosplay. <laughs> I mean, you could have just asked me that question. I have definitely done cosplay. I have done cosplay that is primarily based on clothing that I can purchase and then tear holes in. So I went as River Tam. Nice. I've gone as Ramona Flowers. You know, I went as Homestar Runner one year. But these are all things that I can go to Target and then, you know, add, basically stick a googly eyes on a can of beans. That's my, that's my cosplay. You're a can of beans cosplay person. <laughs> that's fair. Was it fulfilling? Did you feel like you were a different person? Did you enjoy... Any extra like attention of people wanting to take photos with you, or did it just seem like, eh, I did all this work of ripping holes in costumes, and now it's just interfering with my drinking? No, I, I actually enjoyed it very much because you feel like you feel like you're a part of something. You yeah. feel like you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, which makes it a little special. Yeah. Now, if you got a pass to mm -hmm. Comic Con, if somebody just gave you one, yes, and you saw that there was a panel called Eyes on a Can of Beans, mm -hmm. would you go to it? Or would you be just disturbed of, what is that? No, I would, I would very much go. There were panels this year that I thought very much about scamming to get my way in. I, you know, finding someone who'd loan me a badge for a couple hours. And the problem is, of course, that I'm already booked. I'm already doing <laughs> other shows. I'm already committed to meeting up with people at certain times, you know. And once, especially once you get into the sort of performer side of the convention, yeah. the amount of time you have to go to the panels shrinks dramatically. Yeah. But if, if it happened, if someone gave me a badge and a weekend with nothing else going on, of course I'd stay at the for a panel. Uh, so my final question is, uh, have you ever seen Batman eating a taco? No, I don't believe so. I have not been watching for it the way you have, though. <laughs> is there any character that you would like to see eating a specific thing in your fandoms? <laughs> well, I suppose Deadpool eating anything. <laughs> like a horse? Well, any, because it doesn't have a mouth hole. Oh, right. So just Deadpool, you know, Deadpool mashing, mashing food? ice cream, maybe? <laughs> mashing ice cream through the mesh? <laughs> okay. Deadpool forcing ice cream through his mask knot hole. That's a great answer. So, can you guys tell me your names? I'm Corey Podell. I'm Courtney Peroso. And this is your first time at Comic-Con? It's our first time at Comic-Con. We're here with Feral Audio because we have a podcast on the network, but we're not familiar with any of these worlds at all, and it's all just like blowing our mind over and over and over again. When you see people in costume, do you try to guess who they are and what story they're from? We know some some of the things. Yeah. Right. Corey loves Mad Max. Okay. So that's like her thing. Yeah. So I was tracking down war boys and like forcing them <laughs> to take pictures of me. But like there are a lot that I'm, I just don't know. I go, I know that's something, okay. but I, I don't know what it is. But also, I don't even care. You know, it's like some of the costumes are so well done and elaborate yeah. that I'm just like... Whatever it is, I'm on board. Yeah, I was, I was thrilled to see some uh, four guys being the Golden Girls. Are you kidding me? Yep. Fandom can be anything. It's so beautiful. Well, we'll t we were gonna, we might dress up as something tomorrow. Oh, really? Tell can you? We might both dress up as Marsha Clark, the district attorney from the O.J. Simpson case. We brought costumes. <laughs> we didn't. We weren't sure how it would land slash play. I just, I just like ladies. Like when I saw Sarah Paulson in the, <laughs> the show, I was yeah. like, 
that's cool. Like, she has bad hair, and she's, like, smoking a cigarette, she's yelling at her kids, and she's got so much shit going on in her life. And she's, like... Yeah. yeah. And Courtney's mentioned this. Like, at the time, people really body shamed her yeah. and were so mean to her. And she didn't know who O.J. Simpson was. She wasn't out to get him. She was just doing she her job. Yeah. Really like, a, job like a lawyer woman would. And... And um, anyway, yeah. we're, fa- we're fans of her, so we thought, why not? Yeah, you should cosplay. share your fandom. I think that you guys should both be Marsha Clark and yeah. then walk in lockstep so you look like the girls from The Shining as Marsha Clark. <laughs> yes. Perfect I like that. cosplay. We did bring briefcases. <laughs> we had so much shit because we brought these weird costumes and I, I didn't know what I was going to do in the show tonight. And so yesterday, our first experience at Comic Con is like, we just like had 18 suitcases and we were like trying luggage. to like move yeah. it around. And, and we were like, we this was not smart. It's so much better. Yeah, so today is way better. We dropped our stuff off. But... Everyone is so nice that we're yes. talking to. And that's like another, it seems like so positive, like the culture here or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and people just like are friendly. Like, you can go up to anyone and be like, hey, can I talk to you? Or, hey, I like your costume. What is it? And people are just open. I don't know. Maybe we're just jaded or have, like, something about living in Hollywood a while or, or whatever. But it's it's refreshing yeah. is the word. I mean, there's, I there's so much congestion and there's so much stress to get to things. You would think that people would be more stressed out. Yeah, or moody or rude. But yeah. they're not. But nope. Um, if you could see your war boys eating any random food here at Comic-Con, <laughs> what would you like to see them eat? Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> little orange stains around their white faces. Yeah, like... but they would dab it with napkins. They'd be yeah. sophisticated. Well, I want to see I the war boys with spaghetti all over their face. <laughs> yeah, all over their white yeah. bodies. Right, white just eating with bodies. their hands, just savage-like? Well, yeah. we saw we saw one guy, he was a war boy, and he was with his son dressed as um, Mad Max. Oh. And he had him literally like on a chain, like a leash, like a kid leash. It was... <laughs> Brilliant, and so we we actually met a lot of father sons or families, okay, people who brought their kids, and like, I guess wrongly of me, I pictured this being just like a ton of white dudes, right, who are in their thirties and forties or something. Yeah. Like I just did not picture it being a family thing, right, or being as diverse as as it is, or having as many women as it does. Yeah. So that's really the thing that's striking me the most is the like ma- the diversity of yeah. Of people and even, like, what they like, like, Golden Girls and shit. It's, like, great. Yeah, there's the stereotype of the uh, sort of older dude with the beard, with the black T-shirt that is pressing against his gut and his soul. And you don't see that as much. You, like, have to work harder to see that stereotype. Yeah, I bought bought into the stereotype. And it's, it's it's totally... I was wrong. Any negatives at all? We've had a very positive interview. Has there been anything negative oh. in your experience? Listen, it's really crowded. I don't do great in crowds, but because everyone's so cool, I like it. I'm a little nervous for tomorrow because I heard Saturday. It's like, it's like you can't even get through. So, um, and also just like, I mean, this has nothing to do with Comic Con. The heat outside is really, I mean, I was, like, really at a low point, but then coming in here really brought me up more. Awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I, maybe the low point is, like, me having to, like, face my lack of, like, passion or, or, it is really, yeah, it's teaching, it's teaching us about ourselves, because we're going, like, well, what are we passionate about? Like, what do what would we care enough about to dress up as and travel somewhere? Yeah. Like if Feral Audio wasn't putting us up and stuff, well, yeah, we wouldn't so, have come. So Marsha Clark, is I mean, what you're it's a start. It's a start. Yeah, yeah. it's something. That's I don't know why that popped into my brain. Anyway, I think it's mostly positive. Cool. I was like a little judgy at first. I think I was like, 
nerds, like, or whatever. And, and now I'm like, no, I love it. I want to be this. So. Yeah. I'm envious of people with such strong passions yeah. about things. I think that should cool. be their uh, their new slogan. It should be San Diego Comic-Con nerds or whatever. <laughs> nerds or whatever, yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. It's totally nerds what it is. Or whatever. It's cool, it's cool. Yeah, and someone made a good point to us that, like, people nerd out about anything. It's not just this stuff. It's like, my dad nerds out about the Dolphins football team. Yeah. He play. He does cosplay when he puts on a jersey. Exactly. And goes there. It's My like, dad nerds out about books about marketing. I guess. Yeah. It's like everyone has their geekdom. Yeah. And it's just like looks a little bit different. I am now not on the floor of Comic-Con. I am back home in Los Angeles, but I'm sitting here with my friend Jennifer Landa, who goes to San Diego Comic-Con all the time, was there this year. We both retreated from San Diego Comic-Con early, not out of uh, not enjoying it, but just out of needing to be back here in L.A., but I'm going to ask uh, Jennifer a couple questions about San Diego Comic-Con. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. I feel like, yeah, we, we definitely have gotten away from the madness, and that's that's a good thing. <laughs> so, how many years have you been going to San Diego Comic-Con? Um, since, I believe, 2010. Okay. Yeah, I think that was my first time. And what is your favorite thing about it? I love the cosplayers. I love seeing people or meeting people for the first time that I know online and then oh, yeah. getting to see them in person. That's a blast because you have this just automatic shorthand where you're like, hey, I know you. So yeah. great to see you finally. Do you find people, do you organize that or do you sometimes just literally see a human and you're like, I know your face from a little square, but there's the rest of your body. I'll go talk to all of you. Yeah. No, it's literally, I've seen someone and I only know them by their Twitter handle, <laughs> but I, I recognize them from their avatars, you know? And so, or if I see someone, you know, that's a little semi-celebrity that's just very exciting yeah uh, yeah I met a, a friend from uh, social media and we have a lot of friends in real life and I almost said hey at so-and-so like <laughs> damn it <laughs> I've truly become to. polluted yeah. Yeah, yeah is there a negative part of comic-con to you or is it pretty much all joy it, or is the the heat and the volume of crowds it is that I, this year for me the heat was almost unbearable and even though it was cool inside the convention center there were so many people that it definitely it kind of the body heat blanketed certain areas yeah um sometimes like there was a huge crowd of people with their cell phones up cheering i had no idea what they were <laughs> looking at or who it was but i could not get through which that was kind of frustrating yeah but i think overall you know, it's just one weekend of that, and there's something kind of fun that we're, we're all in this together, uh, but I hope the apocalypse does not happen at this time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very challenging to get out of there. And you knowingly went into a dense area to buy Star Wars socks. I did, and I kind of got trapped there. Yeah. I did. And But now you'll remember that every time you wear those socks, right? Oh, yeah. They're it's like, like victory socks. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's something kind of gratifying about being able to you know, gone through some sort of, waged some sort of battle to get these Job of the Hut Slave Leia socks. <laughs> um, and it also is a testament to, like, Star Wars, how much people love Star Wars, that they just wanted to hang out there and really not move. <laughs> That's okay. It's the dark side of Star Wars. Like, I just want to look at Star Wars and never engage in anything else. I won't move. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the dark side of fandom. Now, you literally, the general you, uh, if you're at Comic-Con, you physically bump into people. It's impossible not to. Mm -hmm. If you could physically bump into any famous person or an actor, who would you want to physically bump into at Comic-Con? Mark Hamill. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. I've never, I've seen him, uh, you know, speak at panels before, but I just imagine if I literally bumped into him, he would have some sort of awesome and charming response. <laughs> yes. And we would have a moment. Oh my gosh, I get it. I'm just getting so thrilled thinking about this. Maybe someday it will actually happen. And that's the beauty about Comic-Con. You can have these kind of once-in-a-lifetime experiences of seeing your heroes up close and personal, sometimes even the bathroom, yeah. as I've heard. I can't even imagine what that experience is like. Oh, I would love to see Mark in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we won't take that out of the context. But yeah, I mean, anything can happen. And I think that's kind of the magic of Comic-Con. Yeah. Where you go there with all these hopes and dreams of, you know, maybe I will get into that Entertainment Weekly party. But it yeah. doesn't happen. It's okay. You tried. But, yeah, I love that. And who knows what will happen next year. Yeah, and it's those small moments that are really gratifying. Because sometimes, like, the big exciting things that look super exciting on social media, of like, hey, I'm in this thing. There's sometimes, like, just really, some of the exclusive parties are sometimes just, have you ever heard very, very loud music and seen drunk people dance? Congratulations, you've been to an exclusive San Diego Comic-Con party. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, oftentimes, like, you would think, oh, if it's if it's something specific that they would have a theme. No, it's just the same old club with thumping music. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's an amazing thing of, like, oh, there's Mark Hamill dancing. Right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I just, I just want to meet him. I know. That was the best answer ever. Uh, I've been asking a couple people that question, and I haven't thought of my own answer, and I'm oh, going yeah. to steal yours because it's perfect because he is probably the famous person that I would most like to meet in person in real life. And he is so charming, mm -hmm. he wouldn't care that you bumped into him, and he would in fact probably have an anecdote prepared, because he is such a warrior of conventions where he has an anecdote for everything. Right. So he probably has a funny thing that he says that he's got in his back pocket. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And he would probably chat with you for a little bit of time, which, you know, he's so great with the fans. He wouldn't rush off, or maybe he would have a handler next to him. But yeah, I just think it'd be an awesome experience. <laughs> would you go to a panel that was just called It's a Trap? Absolutely. Because the the mysteriousness of it. And I think it would also, some fans may not go because they're like, oh, they may not think about it. Or they're like, ah, nothing's going to be revealed there. But I would be there. Yeah. I don't know if I would camp out. Have you ever camped out before? No. Do you ever no. want to? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no, like, judgment toward it. It's just not how I enjoy experiencing the convention. Like, the convention can be... I think this is true of all conventions, but because San Diego is magnified larger than everything, it's more true there that it it can be entirely different experiences for different people, and that's just not that important to me. I agree. I, I'm okay with not camping out. I feel like I'm a little bit too old for that. Last year, I was no, two years ago, we got into uh, the Marvel panel. Some people were in just... In Hall H? Yes, in Hall H. These two guys came out, and they're like, hey, do you want our wristbands for Hall H? We're like, uh, what? They're like, no, just take it. So we walked right in. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. I'm like, okay, this is a way to experience it. So if somebody were just to give me a wristband, Hall H, absolutely. But I'm not going to camp out on the sidewalk. I just, even for Star Wars, I don't know if I could do it. Is it the uh, commitment of time? Is it feeling sort of exposed to do this weird urban camping and just be outside on the sidewalk? Is yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's comfort. 
Okay. You get to a certain age and you just want to be comfortable. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah, you walk past that line and you see the people camping out, God bless them, and you, like a cop who's about to retire, just say to yourself, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if I was 18 or 19, I totally would do it. Yeah. And who knows, maybe my daughter will someday too. And maybe I'll do it with her. Oh, yeah. That would be, actually, that would be fun. Right. So if it's something meant... When she's a teen or a tween and something meant that much to her, you'd be like, all right. Absolutely. I'll camp out for this. Yeah, then it's a real special thing. But if it's just my husband and I camping out, we're probably (laughs) going to be grumbling and hungry and not going to be fun. Uh, Speaking of hunger, uh, I have an obsession to see Batman eating a taco. Really? At San Diego Comic-Con. Like, this year, one of the first things I did when I went to the floor is I went to the little cafeteria area. Oh. No, and there I didn't. I didn't even see a single Batman eating, much less eating a taco. Really? I just saw a Riddler eating some fries, and that was as close as I got. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to see that someday. So I'm asking other people: mm. Is there any character from any fiction that you love that mm. you would like to see eating a specific thing? Oh man, I actually saw Batman walking and talking on his cell phone. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Was he having a fight? Um, he was in, no, it was almost more of a casual conversation, okay. which hey was guys. kind of funny. You know? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what, just something that would be out of, you know, Kylo Ren and maybe trying to eat something difficult where it's like the, like a wrap. Wraps are really difficult to eat, you know, and, and it's falling apart and he's, He's getting angry, right? Yeah, he has to take off his gloves. Things are just getting awkward. Maybe he and maybe he doesn't want to take off his helmet, so he's just kind of shoving up the wrap up in there, trying to feed himself. <laughs> it's just an awkward thing. And there's a there's a, a Huck standing next to him, just sort of shaking his head oh in disgust. Yeah, Kylo has failed again. I love that. That is so great. My favorite uh, phone conversation that I saw is a very cranky Obi Wan Kenobi clearly fighting with his partner. No. About who is supposed to have ordered the pizza. So it was just Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> losing his damn mind over Papa John's. It's like, that's the beauty of Comic-Con. The mashup of like the wonderful and the fantastic of great Obi-Wan Kenobi costume. But you're on a flip phone screaming about Papa John's. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I did see a mother um, getting upset at her BB-8 child. The, the poor child. You know, he was like probably like... 10 months maybe one and he was just being a typical you know baby and she was like oh you're just really upsetting me and you know there he is in the bba costume i just thought that was funny but also sad at the same time (laughs) yeah it happens those mashups of worlds uh in general a lot of people talk to me about having a really positive vibe this year that uh there is even more of that we're all just here to celebrate these weird things that we like yeah. And there's that many thousands of people together. There's going to be those awkward human moments. Uh, but it's cool that there it seemed like there's more of a vibe of celebration. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see a lot. saw a lot more mashups of yeah. costumes. I saw a Bubba Fett who <laughs> was wearing overalls and uh, had a trucker hat on. <laughs> he gave me a bottle opener. Uh, okay. Um, I took his, uh, some video of him and he's like, here, here you go. Here's a bottle opener. Was it branded or was it just like a rusted old bottle opener from Bubba Fett? It was just a plastic bottle opener. <laughs> no, nothing Boba Fettish about it. Uh, but I, yeah, I took it. It was nice. good to have. 
Um, I think I've mentioned to you before, I saw Star-Lord, Boba Fett. There were a lot of Boba Fetts. Yeah. I think because it's, you know, it's it's easy to get the, the helmet, and then it's kind of fun. How am I going to put the twist on it? Yeah, yeah, to be, be a very special Boba Fett. Yeah, so I saw a lot of those combinations. Did you see anything in particular that, that you know, tickled your fancy? Uh, I think I saw a couple Star Wars things that I really liked, but I think the thing that tickled my fancy the most was four guys dressed as the Golden Girls. And they had, I can't remember what kind of a device, maybe just an iPad that played the theme. So they would York. stop for photos and play the theme and pose for it. And as I was walking by, I, I looked back and I smiled and I caught, I think, Sophia's eye. <laughs> the guy playing <laughs> Sophia. And there was just such glee, kind of devious glee in that person's eyes. As they And I smiled at them and they smiled back and it was lovely. And it's also, you know, we pay lip service to like... Any fandom, and like Golden Girls obviously has a huge, weird, dedicated fandom, but it's not <laughs> like a genre sci-fi property. But right. the fact that people are there being like, "Fuck it, we're the Golden Girls," and everybody else is like, "Yeah, cool." I love that. I'm so sad I did not see that cosplay. Uh, but I mean, that's the great thing is that you go and you're not going to see everything. But of course, people are sharing photos and things like that. Yeah, it does feel like more of a celebration. Yeah. Just anything goes. I can't think of anything more specifically, but I do remember kind of smiling a lot like, oh, that's clever. Oh, that, that's not really anything related to what's going on here. But ah, it's fun. It's <laughs> you, fun. You do you, whoever you are. Yeah. You do you, Bubba Fett. Sure. Here's my final question for you. Yeah. Now, I know you're not a swearing person. Nah. So, if somebody said you can have a lifelong pass to San Diego Comic-Con, but you just have to say a swear word to me, would you say a swear word for a lifetime pass? Well, I'm I'm a professional, so I mean, I I get a pass. <laughs> That's my out. That's my out. Oh man, what a weasel I am. Um, no, but um, but yeah, yeah. No, gain a professional badge is certainly not easy. There's geez. some hoops to jump through. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. So, yeah, I would. I'd have to think about. Uh, do I have to say the swear word? Yeah, you just have to say the swear word once to a person, and then you get. The, the lifetime badge. You don't even have to renew like you have to do with the pro badge. Oh, well then, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you can say any word you want. Uh, so what word would it be? Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to share. Oh, sure. Well, I guess probably shit. <laughs> right? Because it's, it's, I mean, most people go with fuck because that has a lot of different connotations. Yeah. But I think shit is probably what I would say the most often in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Now what I say is, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> but I just want to replace it. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> have you heard of Comic Con? Yes, I have. Well, from my understanding right now, it's kind of uh, like a fashion show, girly kind of thing now. Comic Con? I have heard of it. I think they have really big meetups in major cities and people dress up like their favorite comic hero yeah. or demon. Yes, I have, but I don't know much about it. Um, I think now it's like more mainstream too, like uh, like movies and this kind of thing, right? If you were going to cosplay, who would you dress up as? You know, I'm not really into comics, but I do, I would really like to be that blue woman from X-Men. What is her name? Mystique, yeah, and Jennifer Lawrence now plays her, I think, in the movie, so yeah. And like, I want to paint my body blue, that would be awesome. If I was going to do cosplay, um, I don't know. 
Superman. I don't know. Come on, dig dig deeper. Into my head. Uh, Frank Underwood, because he's uh, extremely powerful and like rules the world. Yeah. So what would your outfit look like? I don't know. Nice suit, the comb over, a nice blue tie. I think he wears. Yeah. And that ring, that creepy ring. Yes, and definitely the ring and tap on tables everywhere. Would you then dress up as Robin Wright? I would love to dress up as Robin Wright. As Claire, her wardrobe is spectacular. I love all of her her power suits. Oh, yeah. And if I could pull off that hair, that shortcut. Also, she has a come over, so we could do our come overs together in the morning. Super Age. It's a Spanish uh, comic uh, cartoon. Yeah, Super Ocho is so fun, yeah. What costume would you wear? Uh, well, he's, uh, he has a, like a swimsuit, uh, a red ones, yeah. and he has a t-shirt, a blue t-shirt, yeah. with a little bit capa, capa, cape, cape. Yeah. cape. Super cape. He's my superhero. He's not like a comic book hero, but if I were to have one, it's super cape. He's a Batman. Yeah, you say Batman, Batman in a good way. They call him the Apache. You know, I mess with him. <laughs> Every time he walked, there's like some kind of dance hall behind him, dance hall theme song. And he come and he rob from the rich, give to the poor. Be like Robin Hood, you know? Robin Hood, yeah. So if you could literally bump into any celebrity, who would you want to bump into? Angelina Jolie, yeah. She has beautiful lips. What would you say to her? Hello. Oh, <laughs> <A> wagwan. <laughs> Maybe... The the blue girl in the X-Men's? Mystic. Yeah, exactly. You would want to bump into Jennifer Lawrence? Exactly. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, what? Uh, Mystic, please. Uh, save the war. <laughs> Hello. You are my wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am, last time I checked. Which, uh, yep. So got my ring on, still am me. Yep. I'm your wife. You're still my wife. Hey, uh, wife. Your name is Sarah Scrimshaw. Sure is. <laughs> we are not at Comic-Con. I did a lot of these interviews on the floor. This one is obviously uh, in our home. It is. Not on the floor. We are sitting in chairs like humans, <laughs> not savages. We can pretend it's still Comic-Con. Yeah. How would we do that? Well, um, we're very sweaty. so that We're works. sweaty. We could pretend there's posters on the walls. Uh, we pretend there's some strangers walking through our apartment okay. um, in various cosplay. Right. Nathan Fillion is near us. Probably. Probably. You know, yeah. always. He might be in our bedroom right now. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> just he might like Comic-Con. just hanging out on our balcony. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? You never know. Or Shatner. Who knows? Or a million other <laughs> wonderful people. Yep. The cast of Game of Thrones. All of them. <laughs> that, in our bedroom. I, I might be scared. <laughs> just a little bit. What do you think is the best thing about the oh. San Diego Comic-Con experience. I, the best thing, I love how excited people are. Okay. I, I realize that a lot of people go for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But, and I realize that many people, it's work and whatever, networking, but I still feel like at its core, when people aren't being overwhelmed by all of the other people or all of the um, sweat and trying to cross the street, and those frustrations, I feel like there is such excitement and love of the thing that they're celebrating, the popular culture, whatever, whatever the individual fandom is. Yeah. And I love seeing, I love feeling that excitement or seeing that excitement. Cool. Uh, and you share in that excitement, right? There's I do. There's things that you get excited to see. <laughs> I Absolutely. Do. I do. Let me know, really. Hi. <laughs> <sighs> you, have, you have a kind of unique experience of San Diego Comic-Con. We've been going 
for many years. Yes. Uh, to do performancey stuff or to meet and greet and that. And then you, you got, uh, I almost said roped into, <laughs> uh, I was, I, I performed at Wootstock, mm-hmm. uh, which for listeners who don't, are maybe not familiar with Wootstock, it's a big variety show that's put on every Thursday night of San Diego Comic-Con that's put on by Paul and Storm, Will Wheaton, and Adam Savage. And I performed there, and then you became the stage manager of Woodstock. Mm-hmm. And you stage manage it every year. I stage year. manage. Yep, I so, wrangle. Yeah, so you wrangle all mm-hmm. of the various cool performers and actor-type people and all of that who come through and perform at Woodstock. I do. So what is your favorite part of that experience? I enjoy It's a fun way to... I'm so used... This is my maybe fourth year that I just finished of doing that, of yeah. stage managing, we'll say. I, it's such a fun event. I enjoy seeing who the new people will be that year, seeing some of the repeat people. There's a big party element to it backstage. Not like big, crazy, woo-woo, but just kind of, um, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but, but just, it's a lot of friends. I feel like it is, it's a great, it's like a, it's like family reunion. It's a friend okay. reunion. And I love that part of it. <laughs> and I love the Balboa theater, which is where it's held. I really just kind of architecturally, it's a beautiful theater inside yeah. the house, which I particularly noticed this year, I think because we've gone to some other like cool theaters in Los Angeles, that I was like, wow, I've never really paid attention to the light fixtures in here before. Um, And this was when I was waiting for soundtrack to start. So I had time. (laughs) I wasn't ignoring the show. Um, But we've got a really good rapport with the crew there and the the working staff there as well, um, the production staff. So that's cool. And then it's always like, okay, well, is there going to be somebody fun? Um, One year... They started with having um, the opening number interrupted by George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And he he came upstairs um, backstage to where I was, and, you know, we were kind of talking through what he was going to do, and I think he just wanted to make sure he didn't miss his cue, and he turned to me and said, Put, and he said you know, let me know. I said, yep, I'll let you know. He's like, no, push me. So my job was, at his request, to lightly nudge him, but to give him a tap and, like, kind of a forward tap because uh, I wasn't going to push him and make him fall, onto the <laughs> stage to uh, go smash a guitar. That's awesome. Yep. So when we are watching Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and something happens that we don't like, do you ever wish that you had pushed him harder? <laughs> I've never thought of it. <laughs> wow. No. no. I, I think of it all. Okay. Not yeah. that I think you should be pushed harder, <laughs> but just the amount of uh, people who, who are you know so frustrated by things that happen in Game of Thrones. Yeah, no. To know that you had the opportunity to to push, push harder, but he was no. like super, he, he was, was so super nice, and friendly, nice, right? Super nice and friendly. And the other the other thing with him is we needed to get a picture. So there is a bit that they had done for a few years in a row where there was a guitar guitar smash at the beginning. Yeah, and he smashed the guitar because uh, Paul and Storm have the song that they sing um, that starts George R. R. Martin. Please write and write faster. And yeah, it's kind of uh, write like the wind. Uh, write like yeah. the wind. I think is the title. And so he smashed the guitar, and he had to get to another event. But they really wanted to get a picture of him with the uh, pieces of the guitar. Right. But Paul and Storm were still on stage because they had to finish their set. And so I needed to say backstage, but it was also one of those moments where I thought, well, I can't keep George R. R. Martin waiting. Uh, he has to get to the next <laughs> He's thing. He's kept us waiting. He's kept us waiting, but I didn't want to keep him waiting. I don't want to show up in the book <laughs> and then be killed. So, um, so I had to run downstairs and take the photos of him with the uh, smashed guitar. So that's pretty cool, too. So then all the photos that went out of that are the ones that I took. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. So, you know, backstage photographer. Occasionally. Yeah. So that's your kind of unique perspective of Comic-Con. And I think it's cool that so many people have so many different experiences. Mm-hmm. But... Everybody milling around Comic-Con, if it's in the convention hall or very near to it, 
there's always a possibility that you're literally going to bump into a famous person. Uh-huh. So you've, you bumped into George R. R. Martin with your hand <laughs> on, on his request. <laughs> if there is a famous person that you could literally run into, who would you want to run into? Um, well, my initial reaction to this is Melissa Benoist, I believe. Oh. I'm not sure how, exactly how you say her last name. You mean um, Supergirl? Supergirl. I, I don't know why she was the person that came to my mind, but once I tried to decide why, I decided that it would be fun so to help her keep her character of Kara, of kind of this slightly bumbling, like, oh. is she going to spill the coffee? So, like, of course she'd be the one who would <laughs> run into somebody. That makes no sense for the actor as opposed to the character, but that's who came to my head first. But in terms of marrying reality with the fiction they play, you would like to help her disguise from the world that she is Supergirl <laughs> yeah. by knocking, like a hamburger out of her hand no 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 that's mean um i don't want to take away your food but just like a gentle bump i think maybe i just i um i relate to that because that kind of like oh accidentally bumping into somebody would be the type of thing that i would do totally naturally and so it felt like the natural response would be to do it to somebody else who would possibly also do that totally naturally right and she yeah. does have practice as an actor because yes. she gets bumped into a lot or she bumps does. into things as a part of her character mm-hmm. she has experience she'd mm-hmm. be able to handle it well yeah yeah the one uh, person i came closest once to bump, bumping into except it ended up being her uh security people is i was on the floor and they were trying to rush eliza dusku next to oh, me that's right and i was you know, the crowds jostle on the floor. We were on the main floor, and uh, you were next to me, I believe, but looking at your phone. Yep. And I kind of shifted and almost, like, fell in between the, not, like, fell on the floor, but just kind of, you know, like, the shoulder jostle uh, in between the security guards, but they're very good at kind of scurrying yeah, so her along. You just so got jostled, yes. I just got jostled and, you know. And I think that was our pretend. first year at Comic-Con, was, yeah. and a friend had texted me in a sort of sarcastic way, like, did you see any famous people? And I was looking at that text <laughs> when Eliza Dushku, That's right. who I admire very much as an actor, mm-hmm. walked by. And then I looked up and you were like, hey, Eliza Dushku. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Another big part of Comic-Con that I don't think you and I get super into is all of the exclusive toys. No, mm, yeah. I love toys and some of the exclusive ones are really cool. I just never am willing to commit the amount of time it takes to get them. But if you could get an exclusive thing oh, from wow. Comic-Con... What would you want? What would it, what kind of uh, what from what show or franchise and what kind of thing would it be? It can be anything in the world. It's such a I should have so many easy answers to that, and I don't have a great I answer. Think I think the feel basic like question maybe... is just what you need to fulfill yourself. I. <laughs> it's a question that <laughs> partners so should ask um, one another anyway on podcasts. Um, I would want somebody's shoes. Somebody's shoes. Just, yeah, like uh, like the design of shoes. Like oh, so like I maybe you this meant would to be like actually take them off people. Like <laughs> Stephen Amell, I want your shoes. No, that'd be kind of gross. Uh, like say maybe if they were making um, limited edition of one of Agent Carter's shoes. Oh, or pairs okay. of shoes. I would like two shoes, please. Um, <laughs> so that would be really fun. Okay. Um, would you want an Agent Carter hat? A big red hat? In theory, yes. Okay. I mean, I I love that hat. I don't know that I would ever wear it, and I have in my life, and still do, own a lot of hats and don't know what to do with them because they right. just collect dust. So, um, But shoes. So in the world where we have an entire room for, you know, museum-level display, sure, a hat. Um, or if there's, I'm trying to think of somebody who has like a good, um, interesting pen. That would be something that would be kind of small, but interesting, but I can't think of the right. This is a horrible example. Let's go with Agent Carter's shoes. Okay. You you don't want the grenade pen from GoldenEye. No. (laughs) No. Understandable. I think shoes are great. Yeah. 
You you are a uh, very kinetic person. You have a background as a dancer. So some nice, elegant shoes. And I'm also a shoe fanatic. So yeah. I, I'm trying to curtail that at the moment, but yeah. in my heart and soul. Yep. In your heart and soul, there I'm are shoes. I'm a shoe fanatic. <laughs> yep. All right. You are well aware of my desire to see someone cosplaying Batman eating a taco. I sure am. But I'm trying to be open to other ideas. <laughs> so what genre character would you like to see eating what? I would want, my first automatic reaction would be, going a little old school, uh, Sydney Bristow from Alias eating nachos. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Alias. I'm yep. a big fan of uh, Jennifer Garner, Sydney Bristow. And my thought was, she works really hard. I'd like to see her relax and just kind of like chow down on some nachos. But at the same time, then thinking more about your your obsession, uh, which I'm aware of, and part of your obsession is not somebody cosplaying as Batman with their cowl down eating a taco, but right. with the cowl up. So if yeah. you think of somebody in full, like, um, full costume, full regalia, full uh, yeah. whatever, <laughs> I would like to see a Falcon eating grapes. <laughs> <laughs> the superhero character Falcon? Uh, yep, because okay. it just seems kind of like... Like he's whoop, swooping and like flying all over the place, and then he's eating these little ridiculous straight grapes. Like it's, I like the comedy and ridiculousness of it. It's something like, I don't know, having um, having Thor eat Chex Mix or something. Yeah. Okay. Thor eating Chex Mix is yeah. pretty great. Uh, that might be the, the that might be the better one. The best. Answer. So, but those yeah. are three great answers. <laughs> Sydney Bristow, because she could use the nachos as like little throwing weapons, like throwing stars. She, she could, could. She, she could, could take somebody yeah. out with a nacho. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about a person cosplaying. So a person yeah. cosplaying Falcon eating grapes, very yep. healthy, could easily yep. say a funny badass line and then pop a little grape. Yeah, like I would like to see, say we're still at Comic-Con, I would like to see Falcon with like wings spread, not flying necessarily, but maybe like doing a little spirally thing and just plop eating a grape. I would like to see a cosplayer <laughs> capable of actual flight like Falcon Yeah, that'd too, be awesome. And okay, then so swoop down and just steal somebody's grapes <laughs> like an asshole. That's right. <laughs> swoop through a vineyard, grab some grapes, and then back to it. Okay, walk me through the picture okay. of... This is a person cosplaying. This is a person it's cosplaying. It's not Thor. It's not the actual Norse god. Oh, so yes. it's a person cosplaying. Mm-hmm. You are are turning a, a corner around a booth, and you're going toward the little dining area that they have in, okay. in the main hall. Yeah, and you see somebody cosplaying Thor eating eating checks. What Chex emotions? Checks mix. Mix. Mm-hmm. What emotions go through your head? Um. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I would want it to be coming out of a, eating out of a bowl rather than out of a bag because that just seems like not quite elegant enough for Thor. Um, <laughs> or out of a napkin, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Like that foil package just seems... Mm. Yeah. Um, it would be great if only like the cosplayer cost- could lightning. lift that bowl. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe the, the bowl is the, of bowls. is like the top of the hammer. Maybe it's a specific hammer for food so he's eating checks mix <laughs> that's maybe a bad idea off his hammer yeah, yeah now, i take that back that's great that's great uh so this interview that we are doing right yes. now my mm-hmm. wife thank yes. you for doing with me here in our home this <laughs> is welcome. the i'm going to talk like a robot okay this is uh the last part of the podcast that we're putting all assembling all the right. interviews i did okay and we normally end the podcast by asking what is happiness so i am going to ask you what is the San Diego Comic-Con version of happiness. What is the happiest thing that can happen at San Diego Comic-Con? Watching Thor eat Chex Mix while Falcon swoops by actually able to fly and grabs a grape and, like, swirls away. That's a great answer. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is our podcast. 
You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Hello, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order? I'm Batman. I want a taco. Damn it.